day. Welcome. Bill Michael's show. Plethora of stuff to get to today. Glad to have you on board. You want to hit us up? Phone number 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You can find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Find us over on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. YouTube and Twitch TV, Bill Michaels Show. Subscribe there. It's absolutely free, by the way. Uh, you can find us uh, email-wise at thebillmichaels at gmail.com. The website is thebillmichaels.com. And uh, you can also find us in numerous facets uh, on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and on Google Podcasts as well if you want to re-listen to the show. So there you have it. Um, talking about David Bakhtiari a little while ago, uh, got into that discussion, uh, a little bit follow-up from John Davis, uh, the uh, uh, Mississippi Welfare Director during the distribution of federal welfare funds going to Brett Favre and other prominent residents, up to $5 million bucks went to Favre in Southern Miss for a new volleyball facility and such. Uh, he is set to plead guilty. He pled guilty this morning in a federal court, according to the unsealed court documents from MSNBC. So now uh, the next on the docket, they believe, is uh, Brett Favre to be indicted. Uh, many people saying he should be prosecuted um, if you follow that thread. So a lot of people want, uh, you know, when you talk about uh, people that have money, Stealing more money, or at least allegedly stealing more money, man, oh, man, people want your head on a stick, and they want to watch you bleed out. So we'll uh, we'll kind of pay attention to that. Uh, It was interesting because, and Ben, you just sent this to me, uh, Bleacher Report on this particular story, it said the newly released evidence shows Brett Favre and former Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant diverted Five million bucks of the state's welfare funds to construct a new volleyball arena for Southern Miss. And in the text messages, now these are allegedly from Favre. And between uh, Nancy uh, New, I'm not quite sure who that is, but uh, it says, if you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where this money came from and how much? Response, no, we never have that information publicized. I understand you being uneasy about that, though. Let's see what happens on Monday with the uh, when the conversation with some of the folks at Southern. Maybe it's going to click with them, hopefully. Okay, thanks, Favre says. Wow, just got off the phone with Phil Bryant. He's on board. We're going to get this done. Awesome. I needed to hear that for sure. That's from Favre. So that was the back and forth where Favre said, hey, look, I don't want the media to find out about this. And there's some other damning texts in there that said, I want my $2 million and a couple of the other ones. Um and I think that was more personal than it was for the uh, Southern Miss facility. There was other things that were documented that said, clearly some of the people that were involved in these conversations knew what was going on. Now, whether it's actually far or not, I don't know. But that was some of the things that were being stated. So it brought up the question. And Anthony, who had sent me an email prior to, uh, said, how do you feel about that? And I, I said, you know what, i got to post that. Because as somebody who works on a charity, you heard me in the last hour say I, I take a lot of pride in making sure that, along with the other board members on Fisher House, Wisconsin, that over 85, 90 percent uh, of all the money raised, 90 cents per dollar, 85 cents per dollar, whatever that mark is, depending on what your expenses are for that particular year, it all goes to the charity. None of us get paid. We, we don't have executors and such. We don't. We're all volunteers. 
you have some expense. You have to pay printing and you have to pay certain costs. And we, you do invest your money and there's investment firms and such that make sure that you guard your money and you grow the money and you continue to make sure that that house, regardless of what we do over the next five to 10 years, will always be sustainable for those military members and their families and, and the veterans. You, you want to make sure that that is well guarded. You know, where some charities, they'll give 10, 15 percent of that money to the charity and the rest of it goes towards executive executive expense. That's wrong, man. That's wrong. I don't care who you are. That's wrong. Uh, so anyway, I just said, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about all of this. Uh, so I put it out there for Packers fans, and I just posted it just moments ago. So if you want to chime in, you can over there. We'll read some of that stuff coming up a little bit later on in the program. Um, but what else do we have here? Uh, Uh, complicated fella. You know what? Uh, you're right. He says, what do you think of uh, the dumbass is saying that Runyon's dad uh, ruled against Evans to help the Packers? Uh, do people realize they are saying that Runyon's dad is a professional and would make unethical decisions? Well, um, I every time a call goes against the Packers. Say, if they're playing Brady this weekend, we'll blame it on Brady. The Brady power, right? Um, go back to Seattle. The fail Mary. Go back to Seattle. We still believe, while it was replacement officials, Pete Carroll swayed them to go in favor of the Seattle Seahawks. We all could see it was the fail Mary. We get it. We know what it was. We still get it. But we still blame Pete Carroll and the officials. It is the nature of every fan base to blame everybody else. There are certain things that certainly smell fishy, absolutely. And sometimes, and this is the one thing the commissioners and, and you know Roger Goodell has had to deal with quite a bit, uh, not so much with David Stearns, but he has had his own issues. But go back to the uh, the the issues when LeBron had come out and made some comments against China. And then the NBA, who wanted to back their players, well, we're going to back our guys. And finally, David Stearns had to, because China was going to shut down the NBA overseas. And then finally, David Stearns had to step in and realize that the mere appearance of impropriety will cast you in a negative light, regardless of what you've done. So if John Runyon's dad was the sole proprietor of that decision and had it based upon no one else's opinion, no one else's authority, then you would say, you know what? The mere appearance of impropriety should have me remove myself from this decision-making process. And, But the bottom line is those who have the conspiracy theory in the back of their mind, they're going to say, well, it doesn't matter because he handpicked the guy who made the decision. So he told him what to do. So, you know, let him scream. Let them scream. You know? Uh, Brett says, Bill, not to mention you worked with Irv Favre all of those years. Um, yeah, Irv had told me, uh, you know, many things. Um, there was at one point where the marriage was not good between Brett and Deanna. And Deanna kind of, we'll just say, put things right. And Irvin told me, he said, you know, there's a couple of times where 
they all looked at Brett and said, you can't be doing this. And he thought he could. And then Deanna said, I'm putting the clamps down. This is done. And Irv said, had it not been for Deanna doing certain things and putting her foot down and being the strong one in the relationship, that Brett could have ended up in some trouble with certain people. Certain things that went on that, I don't know how to put this. I don't want to get too deep into the weeds here, but there were certain details, certain things that went on that Irv said, I'm glad Deanna did what she did. Because Brett was the kind of guy that just goes along with it or instigates stuff or just as the good old boy network goes. And he was he was he was glad that, that Deanna did what she did. Put it that way. If that makes sense. Um Chris says, so the phone gets Farv in trouble again. Well, if if it if it comes to that. If it comes to that, then, yeah, you, you know, you'd be kind of dumb to be putting that into writing, you know. I've always said if, if you, if, now there's certain people you trust, you know, um, your wife, girlfriends, you know, to a certain extent, you know, really close friends, you'll say things, Okay. You'll put stuff in writing, but once you hit send, really, it's out there for everybody to see. So I've always said, be very, very careful, you know. Um, And you get into a relationship where you, you know, the old adage is you can bury your soul and the other person basically uses it as daggers. You know, in other words, you'll tell all your secrets and your regrets and your heartache, and then the person you tell it to turns right around and uses it against you. Uh, that you know, once you, once it's out there, it's out there. The only person that knows the truth is you. The only person that knows what you're thinking is you. Once it falls out of your head into a hit to enter scenario, then it's out there for the world to see. So you better be careful. Um, oh, Gary says uh, Skip Bayless is 100% on board with the John Runyon conspiracy theory. Skip Bayless is a ginormous horse's ass. Skip Bayless will take a modicum of truth, twist it into a distorted thought, and goes on the air with You know why I don't respect Skip Bayless? Here's the reason why. I respect the hell out of the business side of Skip Bayless. Absolutely. What he's done, what he's created, it's kind of like being the villain uh, on the WWE, okay? Or WWF or whatever the hell it is called now. He's, he's the guy. He's developed that character, and he plays it to a T. The problem I have with it is some of the opinions that he garners as fact and he knows it and this is what I'm thinking. No human being with a normal brain walking the face of the earth would ever conclude something so incredibly impossibly stupid, but yet he'll die on a sword for it, which makes you a ginormous cranius rectus invertus. That's the problem I had with Skip Bayless. I worked with a guy one time when I was first starting out in the business who, doing sports talk radio, who I really, really, really admired. He just was so good. He could light the phones up and get people's conversation. He was so fun to listen to. And then, (laughs) excuse me, I walked into his office one day, and he, uh, you know, we were talking and said, what is there today? And sometimes in the drags of baseball season, there's not a lot. There's not a lot going on. Football's down. Hockey's down. uh, Basketball's down. College football's down. You got nothing. You got baseball. That's it. Okay? 
And he said, well, watch this. And one of the comments was that the reason Barry Larkin had back-to-back days off was because he was black. And I went, what? He said, oh, I don't light the phones up. That's what we're here to do is entertain and light the phones up. But it was based upon nothing. It was based upon just a, a, a blasphemous theory to, to do nothing but to incite. That's what Skip Bayless is. I still, to this day, will never forget that conversation. And I always thought I would rather be boring than incite on the basis of, of race or anything else, for that matter, just to make the phones ring. And that's Skip Bayless. He says stuff just to make people go crazy. And that's the reason he's the ginormous horse's ass that he is. That's it. There, there, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that are that are out there like that, and they get clickbait, and they give a lot of people like, well, I don't want to say like me, but a lot of people in the business a bad name as the quote media, because, and I do air quotes on radio. What a dumbass I am, but because they have nothing, they have nothing intellectual to contribute to a situation to a discussion, other than the incitement to put themselves at the center of the attention. That's it. He also does have the weirdest placed microwave I have ever seen. <laughs> and what is that? Do you remember that? Am I talking into the ether? There was one time when the Cowboys... You are. I hate the Cowboys, so I like watching him melt down when the Cowboys lose. So right. he was throwing away his Cowboys jersey, and he had one of those foot pedal trash cans that was kind of low, which uh, right. you know made sense. And then his microwave was literally at waist high above the trash can. It was so weird. <laughs> I don't know. I've been thinking about it for two I, years. Every time he and, says something, I think about his microwave. Well, the best possible scenario would be. Now, let me take it a, a step deeper here, Ben. The best possible scenario would be that that's where he throws his his you know refuse away of of any type, but when he's doing it, he is making hot pockets consistently, which would then cause the microwave waves beams whatever waist high to completely make his junk sterile, so that creature never produces again. <laughs> that would be my hope. I would think that causes cancer or something bad, right? Oh, I, you know, maybe he's a tri-nut. Who knows? You know, we don't know. But uh, I, I would hope that uh, with the waist-high uh, microwave that he uh, he, he, he completely uh, makes his junk useless. That would be the best-case scenario. <laughs> so, <laughs> I will give him this, though. The guy's as fit as fit can be. You ever talk to him? I've, I've never sat down and, like, had a long discussion with him. There was, uh, I think we were in Phoenix at the Super Bowl, and he came over, and uh, Stephen A. Smith came on the show. And Stephen A. Smith sat down with me, and, and he, he he drives you nuts, but he's a genuine dude, and I can appreciate that. Like A lot like Jason Whitlock. Jason Whitlock makes me think. But Stephen A. Smith could, could you know, come over and, and charm you to death. So anyway, long story short, Stephen A. Smith is there, and here comes Skip Bayless. And this is still when they were together. So here comes Skip, came over, and I, I to, it's like you get chills, like the devil's walking up on you. It's like, oh, my God, here come Beelzebub. 
I, I, I just, you know. So he walked over, talked for a minute, uh, was really a, a genuinely in that moment in time a nice guy. And then he left, and, I, and Stephen A. said, yeah, I said, where's he off to? Because he was dressed like he just was, like, heading off to the gym. He said, no, he's probably going for a run. He's going to climb a mountain or something. The guy does it every day. He's like a fitness machine. And so I respected the hell out of him for his work ethic and what he does. And he says, but that's where he gets his crazy ideas. He goes and works out. As he's working out, he's starting to write this stuff down. He keeps a pad of paper with him. He writes all these crazy thoughts down. And then then he, he more to, you know, kind of morphs them into something and then puts them on a shelf. But uh, I give him credit for his work ethic. But, yeah, what a, for the, what a banana, man. For the sake of everybody's enjoyment, should I go find that video of him debating himself on Aaron Rodgers? where people found his video just completely trashing him and then completely praising and formed it into one video of him debating himself. Right. It's the greatest right. thing that, the Internet's ever yeah. done. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Just to kind of, you know, disparage the myth that is, you know. I saw sending you. Yeah, that's, he, he's that kind of guy. And, and, and so when opinions like that came up and, and when you talk about stuff like that, it was kind of like, yeah, just – Skip Bayless, uh, you know, now getting into other people like Rush Limbaugh and stuff, I, I don't know. I don't pay attention to the political aspect of things. I do know that the thing that I admire most about both of those guys is the empire they built because they took a lot of pride. They stuck to their guns and did what they did, even though I don't agree with how they got there from point A to point B. What they did was they created empires. And talk radio is is so different today because of Rush Limbaugh, because of sports talk radio hosts that went out on an edge, first of all to do what they did and then pave the way for the rest of us. Now, how we take it and run with it after the fact is whether or not we lend credibility to it or we become clickbait. But uh, I give them a lot of credit for just the business side of things, nothing else, the business side alone. Uh, Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick, woefully late for a break. Got to get to it. Got a whole lot more coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's been of uh, working here in the studio at the house and uh, doing the show. Uh, not only is it centrally located and uh, with all the travel and such that we do, so I can get out and get on the road and move around and such, but uh, when things uh, come to the house, um, you know, the security cameras go off and I can see on the monitors uh, what's, you know, coming up. You know, if somebody's just turning around in the driveway or whatever. Uh, so during the break, my camera went off and I'm like, well, who's this? You know? Oh, my God, it arrived. Did you see the picture I just posted? No. Find it now. Oh, I just arrived. I'm giddy. I'm giddy. I've been waiting for this for a while. I've always wanted my lawn to look like a ball field. You know, where they got the the different striping? Oh, goodness. Oh, I've ordered this a while ago, and it finally came today. I tell you what, uh, if I put the camera to below, I'm not wearing pants right now. Uh, it's awesome. So I got the lawn grass groomer for my John Deere tractor. What this does, it's a brush. It's kind of like a street sweeper, but it's a brush. You lower it down and it, it brushes the lawn. It like literally like grooms your lawn. It's not like a roller where it mats it down to one side. This is a groomer. It grooms the lawn. 
supposedly better than anything else that's on the market. So I, I, I went ahead and it's only like 150 bucks. It's not bad. So I went ahead and bought it. But my cousin started, he bought one of those, what they call lawn stripers from big league lawns. It's a little roller you attach to your push mower uh, and it goes on the back of your mower and it rolls as you, you know, do your lawn. But this thing actually grooms your lawn. It brushes it and it'll brush debris out of your yard and everything as well, you know? So, oh, and I got to cut my grass today. So you talk about, I wouldn't drive through my neighborhood this afternoon because I'm going to be the only guy in a John Deere tractor with no pants. I'm going to be that happy. I can't wait. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm excited for when you finally get to use it next June. Oh, man, yes. No, I'm, I'm giddy now. You know why I, I got to do the whole lawn thing so fast? And now I'll be doing it once a week uh, easily, even though the grass isn't growing as fast anymore. It's because the trees I have in the yard, now they're going to start. Uh, the big purplish maple tree out front is already stop, starting to drop its leaves. And it, once that thing lets go, you can't even see green. There's so many leaves in the yard. It just it just, it just crushes it. So I got to do it now pretty constantly. Like every Tuesday or Wednesday, I got to cut the grass, regardless if it needs it or not, because I got to scoop up all the leaves and then dump them, you know. So anyway, there you have it. Uh, and that's my big, you know, to do today. I'm sure people are out there rolling their eyes going, what the hell, you know? Uh, make, <laughs> makeup, makeup, makeup. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, feel free. Give us a shout. Uh, give us a buzz. Uh, this is from Mark who says, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady going at one another. Wouldn't it be ironic if this turned out to be a battle of the defenses? I think it is. I think it is, to be quite honest with you. I, I think it is a, a big deal. I think it is going to be one in the trenches. By the way... By the way, Greg Allman, uh, not Greg Allman, but Greg Allman, he covers the Buccaneers for the Athletic, uh, he just tweeted out that Donovan Smith, the big tackle for the uh, the Buccaneers, practicing today. Now, he was, he was listed as doubtful for this game, but he's practicing today with a brace on that right elbow. So if he can go, that's a big deal on the offensive front to protect Tom Brady. Uh, did not, however, see Chris Godwin or Julio Jones at practice. Other players listed on the report was uh, Leonard Fournette, Miller, Gage, Perriman, McCollum. They all seem fine. They're all there, but they're on the report. But the big news today was that Donovan Smith, their big tackle, he is back at practice today and trying to make, trying to give it a go. There you go. But uh, no Chris Godwin, no Julio Jones at practice, and obviously no Mike Evans. So, but with Leonard Fournette ailing somewhat, uh, and then uh, those three receivers not right now being a part of the arsenal for, for Tom Brady, makes things a little difficult. Makes things a little difficult. So, 877-867-1670, you want to hit us up, do it. Um, going back to the, the Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers things, wouldn't it be ironic if it was a battle that was won by the defenses? I've said that all along. I think this is going to be a game that's one in the trenches defensively because it is going to be, if you are, if you're Tampa Bay, you don't have to double anybody. So your concentration becomes man-to-man on the outside or zone coverage and stuff the run. Stop, stop the run game. Stop the dynamic duo that is Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Stop them. That's what you're right now looking to do. 
before it used to be you got to pick your poison because if you're going to double up somewhere, that means you're either going to pull a safety or a corner or nickels or whatever, and then single high, and then you've only got one guy down in the box to stop the run and this and that because you had receivers that you had to cover and Devontae Adams. Now you don't have to – you're not doing that with anybody. You could almost play a, a, a soft zone. You could play a cover two if you had to, and then just stuff the box and you'd be good to go. So that's going to be the big thing for Tampa Bay. For the for the Packers, the Packers, it's going to be, obviously you want to stop Leonard Fournette because the guy is a bowling ball with feet. But what you want to do is you want to pressure Tom Brady. He is not in any way, shape, or form a mobile quarterback. You just saw him get, his, get the hell beat out of him down in, in New Orleans. They came after him. Now, he made him pay with the weaponry that he had, but uh, if you can get to him, you can get some errant throws out of him. And had Jameis Winston not basically thrown the game away, it might have been a different game. You know? So, right now, I mean, uh, Tampa Bay, they're, they're ailing when it comes to weaponry. So, I, I believe you're probably more right than you know when you say it tongue-in-cheek that this game is going to be one of the defensive trenches because right now you got to figure you got Brashard Perryman, uh, Scotty Miller, um... Russell Gage, you know that's kind of it. Jalen Darden, you don't you don't have a lot. Akeem Hicks is pretty much out for this game. You would assume, you know. So they they don't have a lot of dudes, man. They just signed Cole Beasley to the practice squad. Does he then get elevated to the roster right away? We'll have to wait and see. But uh, but yeah, you yeah, I think I think you're more right than you know. This game is going to be one of the defensive trenches. I for the for the first time in a long time. When did when did we say you know Hey man, we got to look for the defense to do this, not the offense. It's not going to be the matchup of Devontae Adams downfield or Aaron Rodgers has to do this or this or this. It's going to be the defense has to be, get Tom Brady off his mark. If they do, they're going to win the game. They can force him into maybe an errant throw, get a couple of three and outs, give him some frustration, give the offense some confidence. You know, the better the defense plays, the easier it is as a play caller to say, you know what, maybe we can take a couple of shots. Let's take a couple of risks. See what happens. You know, if they pay off, there's huge payoffs. Huge payoffs because our defense is playing really well. So this is a game I think, you know, when you sit right down and go, okay, this is where I think the game is going to be won. I believe, you're absolutely right. I think it's going to be won in the trenches. I think it's going to be won in the trenches. 877-867-1670. Top of the hour. Start getting your fantasy football questions in. Paul Charchian is going to be joining us. The Charch is back for yet another week of fantasy football, and we're going to bring it all to you. So if you got questions, you got thoughts, go ahead and give it. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin and well beyond the borders. Call them 414-455-4451, any of their locations, 414 414- Four five five four four five one. If you're feeling moody, if you're feeling sluggish, if you're feeling tired, you don't have that motivation, you don't have that drive to get up out of bed, get out and do anything physical, or you know what they're going to do with the bow chicka bow bow. It could be some low T issues as well when it comes to uh, being a guy that's over the age of thirty. Call them four one four four five five four four five one. Or this goes to any of you. Doesn't matter what age you are. If uh, you're sitting there right now and you're looking down, going, "Man, I got a case of tank ass. Whew, need to get rid of this." Uh, you give them a call. They can help you out. The all-in-one weight loss program, it works, but you can't do a damn thing if you don't pick up the phone. 414-455-4451. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show.
on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Get you some. PaysBig.com. That's PaysBig.com. If you're going to Brewers game or any downtown Bucks games coming up. Not that far away from buck season, as a matter of fact, as uh, media days creeping up on us. And uh, so a lot going on. If you're going to be in Milwaukee, think about the Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. If you ever wanted to stay at the all-in-one, stay and play. Good to go right there. That's our friends at Pottawatomie. Uh, got a couple of emails to get to. This one's from our buddy Steve. Conspiracy theories, it's labeled. Happy first day of autumn, Bill. Have you seen that Adam Schefter is writing about Mike Evans' suspension, a conspiracy theory, because it's John Runyon Sr.? How ridiculous is that? Does Mr. Schefter know that Hall of Fame linebacker and ex-Tampa Bay Buccaneer Derek Brooks is also involved in the decision? See, that's what I said. If it was just him solely, then the mere appearance of impropriety is something you don't need. But it's not. So, you know, they can write about it. They can talk about it. They can, you know, whatever. But it's... A giant steaming pan load. Uh, I agree that Bakhtiari is more than a bit concerning. The time that the knee has taken to heal is unreal. I hope that I am wrong, but I'm starting to question whether or not uh, on his, this year's possible career ending it being in doubt. Let's hope I'm wrong. Uh, lastly, let's hope that the Brewers can get some revenge in the Queen City over the next four days. I think they need at least three out of four to, uh, or a sweep to go into the last week of the season with some shot at the wild card. That's our buddy Stephen Richfield. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's falling farther and farther and farther back, and it's not, not. It, it's. I said this the other day. I said what we are watching, um, is the slow disintegration of the Brewers. And then the question we had posted yesterday was, do you want to see the Brewers make the postseason? And the reason the the reason I want to see the Brewers make the postseason is because of the additional money. the the first first of all the first round of the playoffs the players get so the players have incentive to get to the postseason, but the money that is garnered via the team merchandise and such it it does do it doesn't do anything but bolster your team. Now some of you may say, well, it goes right into the pocket of Mark Atanasio. Goes into the pocket. Well, but it also pays for the, you know, the upgraded facilities at American Family Fields of Phoenix. You know, they still have that nut to pay. It pays for the upgrades within the stadium. But ultimately, uh, between you and I and the fence post, we all know that I don't give, I don't care if they have great bathrooms or a draft beer choice of 36 different kinds. I don't care if the team's not winning because I'm not going. I support the team in many different ways, but if the team's out of it come football season, I'm on, I'm on my way, you know? And a lot of you are the same way. Like, you know, hey, after that hater trade and everything just came crashing down, just look at the attendance. You know? Just look at the attendance. It's It's gone down the tubes, man. Hey, does somebody want to hit Tank Bar up over on uh, on Twitter, please? And let him know that we spent a good portion of the program talking about it earlier, and he's a moron. Just thought I'd throw it out there. I, f- I figured I'd let you ladies and gentlemen uh, go after people on Twitter for me. I don't have to do this every day. Uh, so anyway, um, 
I, it's to me, it's all about getting the merchandise, getting the money, getting the attendance. Uh, you know, obviously those 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 dollars for a postseason game and helping the team. If it's spent right, and if it's spent, that's the big thing. I mean, there were teams out there that would just pocket it. Look at the Florida Marlins for years. They got accused of just taking the revenue share and pocketing the money. Until finally, uh, you know, they started to get investigated, them and the Pittsburgh Pirates, and Major League Baseball didn't didn't do it publicly, you know. Didn't do it publicly. But basically behind closed doors leaned over and went, hey, uh, you better knock it off and you better start putting some money back into your team, back into some payroll and doing some things to better yourself. Otherwise, uh, we're going we're, we're gonna to do some scolding here. And then they finally started to spend a little money. And that's finally when really – even though it's been somewhat of a train wreck, when Derek Jeter and his group decided to buy in and start making deals. Now, it was unfortunate because what he did it was <laughs> cause a team to basically dis- disintegrate before your very eyes. But at least something happened. But, yeah, it's yeah, I, I, that's the only reason if the, if the Brewers are going to make the postseason. That's the reason I want them to make the postseason. Do I believe they can get hot and get some wins? They can get some wins. Are they going to win it all? No. No. Not happening. Boy, I tell you what, that Brett Favre story is going crazy today, by the way. Sport Track just said Brett Favre earned an estimated $137.8 million across 20 NFL seasons with the Falcons, Packers, Jets, and Vikings, including $16 million in 2000, which was his final season. That's not taking into account the uh, commercial aspect of things and the money that he's made from outside ventures as well. They're estimating the value to be over $180 million. And then to be a part of a scheme to bilk the state, uh, millions in welfare funds and or needy families going without what is alleged to be the largest largest public fraud in the history of Mississippi uh, to say that uh, he was bilking them of, a, of 7 to $10 million more. Um, boy, they're really, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hammering going on out there, no doubt. Um Let's see here. Uh, Sage Rosen, Rosenfell. Uh, he just tweeted. Wow. He said, since retirement, I've been lucky to avoid stealing millions of dollars from the poorest people in my state. Wow. Wow. NFL analyst, former 12-year NFL quarterback, goat of the preseason, as he calls himself. And uh, he posted that. Holy mackerel. I'd said that a while ago. There were some guys um, that were caught with their hand in the jar. And, and some of the guys that have traveled this state, especially when they say we want cash. Hey, for, for cash, we'll give you this. And they do it in the, the, the claims of giving it to the children's charities. No. I've been a part of some of these where I've gone to these events and, you know, you make agreements or your radio station does or your company does, and they'll kind of look the other way, take you in a back room, peel off the money and hand it to you. You know, that money's not going to the charity. That money's not going there. It's not a part of that. I've seen that stuff. Uh, By the way, Matt LaFleur when asked, uh, right now we're trying to figure everything out in terms of what works best for him and us, meaning – uh, David Bakhtiari, the question was then, will he practice today? Bakhtiari, uh, uh, Matt LaFleur said, quote, 
We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll hear. I want to save this because I want to hear the full back and forth regarding David Bakhtiari. I don't want to play just part of it for you. I want to get to the whole thing. We'll play it maybe coming up in the last hour of the show for you so you can take a listen. But uh, but we'll, we'll get into that coming up. Hey, by the way, we are just about uh, 10 minutes away. Paul Chargian, about 15. Paul Chargian, fantasy football questions. Start getting them in now. Get them in now because we'll try to get you on. We'll try to get your questions out. We had them last week. We had a really good bevy of questions from many of you. Also, if you want to make a call, you can call us. Charge will take your question right there on the air. So uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You can hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on the Bud Light live stream. I'll try to get to your questions. You can email me the questions as well. But we'll try to get your questions for fantasy football. Coming up, Paul Charging of the Guillotine Leagues. Coming up here just after the top of the hour. Stay tuned for that. Hey, the Milwaukee Admirals trying to get themselves back into the chase for the Calder Cup again this year. Get even deeper into the postseason. And right now is the time to buy, whether it's season tickets for promotional outings and events, individual group outings. Maybe you want to rent the uh, one of the end zones. You can do that. You can do that. Get a hold of my friends over at the Admirals. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Call Wojo over there. Say, Wojo, wake up. It's hockey season. Wojo. Get a hold of MilwaukeeAdmirals.com, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. More of the Bill Michael Show now. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the Buccaneers Sunday in Tampa. The Bucs have a long list of injuries. Receivers Julio Jones and Chris Godwin with hamstring issues. Mike Evans' suspension was upheld after fights on Sunday with the Saints. But Matt LaFleur is more concerned about their defense, led by inside linebackers Devin White and Levante David. Obviously, there's just great team speed overall. The two backers inside are, are problems. They got two edge rushers that are problems. They got Vita Vea on the inside. Uh, I think the corners are really good. The safeties are obviously really good. And so it's just a complete defense. Do a great job of disguising, showing you one thing and then Next thing you know, they're, they're blitzing on the snap, whatever it may be. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, the defense is fantastic. You got two great guys inside. You got a great front, really solid, great back end. Great guy calling it. Recipe for a lot of potential of uh, stopping people consistently. They've been doing that this season. I think they're first in sacks and six turnovers they forced. 13 points, I believe, total. So they've really had a nice start to the season. The Buccaneers' Todd Bowles, a defensive coach, says he's impressed with the Packers' running backs, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Well, they both can do everything. Obviously, Aaron's faster. He plays wide out. He plays running back. He moves inside. He moves outside. He plays the slot. He does a lot of things great. He's very explosive when he catches the ball. And when he runs the ball, he can break it. And he can turn a four-yard gain into a 60-yard gain. And A.J. is just tough to bring down. You know, he's tough. Not only is he tough, he has very good feet. And he can catch the football as well. So those two, along with Aaron and the rest of the guys, you know, it's going to be a tough draw. That's Buccaneers head coach Todd Bowles. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. away fantasy football stuff coming up with the charge i need some help i gotta make some adjustments to my uh my roster for sure 
uh, because I've got uh, I got some issues. First of all, I got Chris Godwin in my flex position. I got to get rid of him. Uh, doesn't look like he's going to be out there this weekend, so I need to get some things fixed. Uh, Alexander Madison is going to garner me nothing out of the running back position. Let's be honest. Uh, so I'm going to have to make uh, make a few moves here before it's all said and done. I went from being first in the league last week to my near death experience this past week because between Joe Burrow and Minnesota, basically, because I've got uh, Alexander Madison and Adam Thielen both on my roster. Debo Samuel didn't help me out a ton. Chris Godwin being down. Um, I still have Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback, but I'm going to have to probably put him up over Joe Burrow. I just think I'm going to need to move him. Uh, I picked him up on the waiver wire. But, uh, yeah, I got I got I got to change some things here. I got to change some things. But, yeah, man, oh, man. Almost got bounced out of the guillotine league. How does that look? So I'm going to talk to Charge about that coming up here at the top of the hour. Uh, the details. Now, this whole thing this morning, and I, I don't mean to harp on this, with uh, Donovan Smith. Or, or not, excuse, excuse me. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Not Donovan Smith. Donovan Smith is uh, regarding the, uh, the Buccaneers. Um, this whole thing um, regarding the, uh, the, the plea today that's being put in for the uh, down in Mississippi for all of this that's gone on regarding Brett Favre and the former director, um, John Davis, who was part of that welfare um, funds scheme, if you will, as he's pleading guilty this morning in federal court. Uh, the A lot of this is breaking, like, heavily. And the, the main focus, the main focus is Brett Favre. Everybody's got – the rest of them, whether they're high-profile people or not, when it comes to money in Mississippi – nobody's even mentioning a name, but Favre is the guy that everybody's going after now. I'm I'm just watching Twitter just blow up. Favre is the guy everybody's going after. Um, here's the other question. And this was asked to me. It says, um, the, uh, the, Number four, that's high above Lambeau Field. Should it be taken down if he's found to be guilty? Um, no, it's not going to be. T- I would doubt it. I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say never say never. But no, I'm not going to. And, and I would assume no, because that's what he did on the field. Okay. Um, it's like Major League Baseball. You know, they ban Pete Rose for life. Right. They ban him for life. 14 will never be worn again. The number 14 will never be worn again in the Reds organization, regardless of what Pete has done or did. And in that same sense, um, you, 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 you never forget the return to Titletown. You don't, you don't you forget that. So... The only, I mean, if he just, be, if, it, if it, the outcry from fans became so loud to have him removed, then I think the Packers would consider it. But I don't think they will remove his number as a retired number within Lambeau Field. I just don't think that's going to happen. There you go.
Paul Charchi and up next. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.